Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, and it's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks to talk about financial and estate planning, travel, hobbies, and so much more. Whether you are planning for retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And Lori, have you noticed all the displays of bright red hearts taking over stores lately? It can mean only one thing. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. That's right, John. Now, some might think Valentine's Day is just for the young and in love. But we're here to really tell everyone why retirees should also fully embrace what this day has to offer, whether in a relationship or not, I also want to add. It's absolutely true, Lori, that Valentine's Day holds a special place for many people, including retirees. And it's not just about romance and all of that stuff. It's also about maintaining relationships and friendships, especially as we grow older. Exactly. Everyone can take a page out of the early school years where Valentine's Day is often viewed as a day to celebrate friendship. Just talking to my son about that, buying those little Valentine's Day cards that he's going to be giving out to all of his buddies. But even if you're not currently romantically involved, don't let Valentine's Day pass you by. Use it as a day to celebrate those that are close to us, near and far. It's a perfect opportunity to really celebrate the beautiful friendships in your life, and really think about those that are special, special to you. Today on Ready, Set, Retire, we will explore the importance of relationships and connections in retirement. Among other things, we'll talk about the importance of relationships during the retirement phase, navigating friendships and social circles during retirement, how to go about making new relationships and meeting new people, and also maintaining relationships that you might have had over the years. So let's start with the basics, Lori. Why do you think relationships are so important during the retirement years? Well, I think they play a pivotal role for several reasons. Relationships provide a sense of companionship and emotional support. They keep you busy. You have somebody to experience special things with. And I find that I'm just sitting across a table from so many couples who are in love, who still like to celebrate things like Valentine's Day, some that don't, and some that have unfortunately lost a spouse. And this is also to discuss what are those next steps for people that find themselves in that situation. It doesn't get easier with age. Whether you lose a spouse in your 60s or you lose a spouse in your 80s, it's still a significant change. And I thought that it would be a good idea to touch on that with some of our listeners as well. There's been plenty of studies on the benefit of human interaction and how having close personal connections can really make people happy and live longer. And I think about my Oma, again, as one of those people at 103. She actually had three husbands, John. I don't know if you know that. Outlived all of them. But she always believed that she could find love after love. And so I guess that's where my mentality comes from. Life can be long as well. People say life is short, but sometimes it can be very long, like yes. in Oma's case. And had she lost her first husband and never gone out there again, ever again, she would have had many years, decades by herself. And so that's where I guess that is one of the things I feel strongly about. 
And also I have a client, John, who remarried at the age of 89. He lost his first wife to Alzheimer's and now he's 98 years old and he's traveling with his wife still. So he would have missed a decade of new experiences had he stayed home and felt that you could only be married once and that was it. And again, everyone's got their own feelings about this topic and it's Sometimes hard for people to discuss even after losing a spouse. But a lot of clients that are in that situation have a lot to give and conversations to be had and experiences to have with somebody. And unless you put yourself out there, even open your mind to the thought that this could be possible, you may not even start with those types of conversations. Absolutely. And retirement, as we know, can bring on big changes in people's lives just ordinary retirement. But how can somebody proactively navigate changes in relationships during retirement? Because those relationships can change. That's for sure, John. Sometimes I'm sitting across the table talking about retirement, maybe to one of the spouses, say the other spouse retired a few years earlier or hasn't worked and maybe took care of the family. And They're kind of in shock thinking that their spouse is going to retire. They're going to have to spend 24 hours a day with them. You know, that's not always the case, but I have had that conversation often. Well, we're going to be the same house all the time. What are we going to do? How's that going to work? So again, navigating that change and having open communication. How is this going to look? People end up having a lot of hobbies and doing things on their own. Some even travel on their own if their spouse doesn't wish to go with them. So again, you want to acknowledge that change is happening, I think, is important for the relationship. I recognize that retirement can lead to changes in your social dynamics. A lot of people believe or have experienced that their work is their social ground, right? They're going out for coffees, they're going for lunches, Christmas parties. So now that's changing. It's a new chapter in their lives. Now that social circle may not be there for you and your spouse. You may have to start thinking of other ways to get out there or at least keep yourself involved with that social circle should you wish to do so. As I said, proactive communication, making sure that you continue talking to your existing friends. Because sometimes when you retire, you're in retirement. It's easy just to kind of do the grocery, shut the door and go home. And you have to put effort into any relationship or friendship. So whether that's with your spouse or a social circle or with friends or family, you want to make sure that they remember you're there and that you and your spouse have the same idea of what this is going to look like. So this is where things can deviate that I've seen, where one wants to maintain some sort of social life and the other one does not. And how does that come together? And again, I think the most successful couples that I've seen get through that transition into retirement and change and social scene is those that communicate and those that don't kind of lose themselves into the other spouse. So if you want to go out and you want to go watch a sports game at a pub, then you go ahead and you go do that. Just because their spouse may not want to come doesn't mean that you can't go. So I think it's important to maintain that kind of separate level to some degree and just having conversations around that. So that takes care of relationships that are already in existence. But as retirees navigate this chapter of of their lives, what should people keep in mind about forming new relationships? Because I've found that I'm still very much in touch with the people who've been my friends for many years, mostly from work, but we've, we've managed to maintain those relationships. Going out and finding or discovering new relationships, at least to me, I don't know how I feel about that. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel somewhat uneasy. It's not uncomfortable. It's just new. You're going to get out of your own bubble and kind yeah, of yeah. go seek out new relationships. And some of that is being that you're willing to step out of your comfort zone, attending local events or joining clubs, exploring snowshoeing or if we had any snow, I guess, John, that's <laughs> maybe tennis at this point. No. Pickleball. Pickleball is a big one for a lot of my retired clients. And just think of the things you like to do. And you're likely going to find like-minded people there doing the same thing as you want to do. And so I think getting out there, volunteering, book clubs, anything like that could be the answer. And then there's social media for some. Not everybody is computer savvy, but that's one way to keep connected. And there's also online platforms, of course, as well. And I've had clients also move to places like Kelowna, for example. How do you meet a whole bunch of new people? You may know your family there. In Kelowna, they have a new Kelowners club where people who have lived there for within three years are able to join this club. And there's, I think there's 500 members or something and they go do activities together. And so I think that kind of exists in a lot of places. Just you have to seek it out. You have to look for it. And I think that is the first step to forming those new relationships. And again, when John, you and I are talking about new relationships, we're not just talking about love relationships. We're also talking about how important the idea of friendships are as you go through various stages of life and to continue those on and even add new people once in a while. It doesn't have to be just the work people. It can be brand new people you've never had the opportunity to meet before, and they can be awesome. And you just don't know them because you haven't gotten out there. And you make a good point because when I retired, my pal Phil Till and I joined a hiking group because we've been doing a lot of walking together. So we decided that we wanted to hike the trails of North Vancouver. And so we joined a group to do that. And it's been a lot of fun. We have met new people and they have become friends. And so that kind of Joining a group of some kind, whatever you're interested, whether it's just walking or cycling or hiking, anything, there are groups available. There are groups out there that would love to have new members. So well, it's, it's definitely something to keep in mind. When we interviewed my dad, Rudy Pinkowski, and him and his yeah. garden club there, the Palm Exotic Plant Society, he was a, the president for a long time. And gardening. I didn't realize because there would be tourists coming through my backyard, come to see my dad's garden, that there is a garden club for every plant. There is the rose club. Yep. There is everything. So gardening is another one that I saw out there that is a good way to keep busy. And so, yes, yeah, some people are hiking and snowshoeing and pickleballing, and then others are gardening and book clubbing and all sorts of things. But there's definitely something out there for everybody. That's for sure. Now, diving into the realm of dating during retirement can be both exhilarating and a bit daunting. So we've been talking about friendships, but do you have any advice for those who want to step into the dating scene at this stage in life and where they might discover opportunities to find a romantic connection? I think about it and it frightens me. <laughs> to most clients, it's been more daunting than yeah. anything. And they're yeah. kind of have been almost put in this situation, whether from divorce or that they've lost a spouse. And it is funny, Ready to Retire, we always say we talk about everything, not just things financial. Now we're asking the financial advisor for dating advice. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, again, with the age group that I'm dealing with, there are things that happen in life like losing a spouse or divorce. And you sure. all of a sudden find yourself in this situation. And a lot of people do confide in me and tell me how they're feeling. And I think the idea of dating is daunting too many that have not dated in many years. 
And my thought always was to get out there. And unless you put yourself out there, you're not going to be able to meet anybody. There's nobody knocking at your door and coming to your couch. So you yourself have to be open to the idea first and foremost, which is hard. And it doesn't usually just take months. It takes years to be comfortable with moving on sometimes. And most people do recognize that their spouse, who is no longer there in the case of losing a spouse, would want them to share experiences with another going forward and not just be by themselves for years and years. So again, everybody feels different. I've had clients as well. She lost her husband in her 50s and she refused to look for another husband and uh, she recently passed away in her 90s. And so again, it's each to their own. With the idea of dating, and I was speaking recently to a client about this, online dating sites scares a lot of people. However, I don't think they should be that scary. They've been around for a long time. Things like plenty of fish, or there's also something called silver singles. I don't know if many know that. And so I get it geared to those over the age 50 or 60. And also travel and tour groups. There's a lot of travel groups that also cater to either singles or even groups that are out there really with the same ideas in terms of travel. As we talked about book clubs, gardening clubs, places of worship, volunteering organizations, all of these are good ideas when looking to find another, whether that, like you and I were talking about friendships, but then the idea of dating or finding somebody new, finding love after love. As I was saying to you early, John, you have to get out there and see people in person, I think. While making new connections is exciting, we can't forget about the value of maintaining existing relationships during retirement. Any thoughts on how retirees can nurture and sustain lifelong relationships? Communication is key. Staying in touch regularly. So whether that's through calls or video chats, again, with loved ones or family members, sharing updates, talk about those old experiences that you had back in the days. Keep that connection alive with people. Engaging in shared activities and another great way to nurture relationships, just like you're talking about taking on hiking. You guys could have just gone for a coffee. Instead, you chose to take up something healthy, release some endorphins, get out there. And then you even took it one step further by not just you two going on a walk, but also going in and joining a club. So planning outings, plan time that you want to see other people, because if it's not in your schedule, then it's a never, never plan and you don't need that. And that's not going to help strengthen those relationships around you. And as we gear up for Valentine's Day, it's an ideal time to express appreciation for those who have been a constant source of support and joy in your life. And I think it's important to make sure that's known because you never know when a day comes that you're not able to express that love and gratitude you have towards the people in your life. When I see different things happen to different families and people around me, and I think it's just important to recognize Valentine's Day is about all kinds of love and relationships and just make sure that you're taking that time maybe not to buy flowers because they're super expensive that day as your financial advisor i would advise you to buy a week earlier or a week later but again just still think about sending a card to somebody or you send them a quote via email or whatever it might be just a little something it's funny i was on the radio for half a century and the funniest thing happened one point i got an email from a guy i went to high school with in tucson arizona where We both grew up, and he happened to hear me while he was driving through Alberta, and he knew that I was, I got into radio when I was in high school, so he knew I was in the radio business. But he wrote me this great long email about driving alone 
down the highway in Alberta, and there I was on the radio talking to him. And we've kept up our contact over the last, I don't think it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And it was so much fun and fulfilling to be in touch with somebody who knew me literally as a kid. Yes. And was a good friend of mine in high school. Yeah, it was nice to reconnect. Bring that full circle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that reminds me of a story, too. I had a teacher in grade four that had seen me writing for the North Shore News. Mm-hmm. And she sent me a card to my office with a bunch of those little stars in it that you would get as a fourth grader that's yeah. <laughs> saying, great yeah. job, Laurie. <laughs> I hadn't spoken to the lady in probably 20 years, but I thought that was neat, too. Just reaching out like that from someone yeah. that you never expect puts a real smile on your face. So think about those people that are not just in your bubble today, but now we're in your bubble years and years ago. And never fear reaching out or sending something nice like that because it's well appreciated, as you can hear from John's story as well as mine. It's a great joy to reestablish contact. And it's evident that relationships are important to a fulfilling retirement, whether it's strengthening existing bonds or venturing into new connections. The joy and fulfillment that relationships bring are truly special. Yeah, investing in meaningful connections during retirement is just as crucial as financial planning. Relationships become the cornerstone of a healthy and, as you said, John, a fulfilling retirement And while financial stability is essential, and of course, what we're doing every day, actively managing portfolios so that people can concentrate on other things besides their money, but the emotional wealth from a strong relationship or strong relationships around you is just as important. John, you and I have talked about mental health and retirement or mental health just in general, and keeping that healthy outlook is essential. And I think that starts with you, your relationships around you getting out there, seeing new things, having new experiences, or even learning new things is a great way to have a happy and healthy retirement. All right. There must be a quote that encompasses what we've been talking about. I'm sure there are many, but uh, what have you picked out for us to uh, wrap up this edition of Ready, Set, Retire? Retire from work, but not from life. (laughs) Very good. It is always a pleasure to speak with you and to do Ready, Set, Retire. Great to talk to you. Happy Valentine's Day coming up. And we'll chat again in a couple of weeks. Yes, happy Valentine's Day to you as well, John. And we will speak again soon. And that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management, 604-695-LORI, 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire. The comments and opinions expressed in this podcast are the result of work done by Lori Pinkowski. They may differ from the opinion of Canaccord Genuities Research and should not be considered as representative of Canaccord's beliefs, opinions, or recommendations. All views expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management is a division of Canaccord Genuity Corp., member of the CIPF and IROC.